Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Um, I'm going to say LeBron James is one of the best athletes in the world. Like mm-hmm. the strength, power, coordination, speed, like holy crap. Um, he's a freak among freaks. Like he is incredible. He would also finish in dead last at the CrossFit Games. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run. Always chasing. Never stop. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. How are you, Ben? Good. Thanks, Patrick. Good. Today we are returning to something we, we did once already, a new kind of format. I think we called it 10 questions the last time, but we've decided to do more questions, so we can't call it that. So we're going to call it Hopper Talk to uh, harken back to the, the the old days of CrossFit. So we've got um, Hopper Talk is uh, literally the the most random questions that we can think of that we thought might be fun and funny to have uh, a conversation about and around. And so uh, we'll take turns kind of giving our answers um, to each one of these. We'll go kind of quick, kind of rapid fire. You ready to go? Ready to go. Let's rock and roll. Cool. First question. Who is the strongest CrossFit Games athlete ever? I'm going to let you go first because you, you, you would be the expert on this. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not the expert on historical CrossFit performances, but um, all right, I'll, I'll go through this quickly. I think that if we were to take it for absolutes, um, it's probably um, Sam Dancer. Mm, good call. So I think Sam Dancer probably has the biggest uh, slow lifts, deadlift, and and squat. My guess. Um, if we were to take it relative, it might be Tia. Um, Tia is the strongest female athlete. She's definitely putting up the biggest numbers ever yeah. from a female. Um, and I'm going from like individuals in this because I know on the um, team side, the team there's side, probably there's these some, yeah. monsters and freaks and stuff like that. But <laughs> um, that's those would be my two answers. So yeah. two answers there. What would you say? Um, you have something? Yeah, I, I, you know, I th- the one that popped into my head, and I don't know that he's the strongest, but I like the idea of just thinking about it as like relative strength. But Cody Anderson always impressed me. Oh, so um, like relative to body weight. Yeah, may- maybe that's yep. one way to think about it. And and yeah, I think for impressive. him, it's it's at least obviously. I mean, it is with everybody, but in large part, it's just technique and his ability to move his body and move and move weight efficiently. But um, other other than the obvious ones, I think Sam Dancer is an awesome answer. Um, he pops into mind as being somebody who always impresses me with how strong he is. Again, yeah. given that he's not the size of Sam Dancer. Yep. Jeff Evans was another mm-hmm. beast. Evans, John yeah. Para to, to kind of throw back. Um, Elizabeth Akinwali. Mm. You know, some of those like the super strong athletes from way back yeah way back before a, before is it an advantage to times. be in that category at this point or is it is has the games 
become so, yeah, if so, you're Tia like and Matt, like Tia is the strongest by far. So Tia wins the front squat. She wins the deadlift. She wins the back squat. She wins the, I mean, um, it's, so it's a huge event. The most impressive thing about Tia is that she's doing it also while being the lightest female athlete in the field, mm. which is just like, that's a astronomical advantage because when you're Sam Dancer and you're the biggest yeah. athlete and the strongest athlete, there's pros and cons to that, right? You win some events, but you get smashed in other ones, you know, the long distance run or the thing that involves a hundred burpees. Um, but Tia, what amazing advantage that is to be the smallest and the strongest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good part. Okay. Next question is also a CrossFit Games question. Ooh. Should Rick, should Ricky Gerard be given a second chance? And maybe a little context. He, what year was it that two years ago? Uh, 17 or 18. 17 where he podiumed and then it came out that he, um, was on something. Maybe do you, do you know more context? Cause my memory is pretty. No, he weak for as a, performance enhancer. I don't yeah. know enough about like what it was. Yeah. Um, he was in that, the movie that the documentary they make, you know, yep. denying it as well, yeah. which didn't look good at all. Um, so here's, here's, uh, I'll, I'll take a first stab at this one is, um, the answer is I believe that yes, he should mm, um, for, for two different reasons. Um, the first one is it's the rules. So the rules are that you serve a ban and then after your ban is up, you're allowed to come back in. I believe his ban is up and that's the rules. So he should be allowed back in. Everyone, everyone knows the rules. And we play by those rules. Yeah. Now he broke the rules and he paid the punishment for it and he's allowed back in. The next one is I, I do believe people deserve a second chance. Um, and as hard as that is for somebody that seems to have like blatantly knowingly cheated and maybe cheating right now, mm. like it's, it's, it doesn't sit well with me. I'm not going to root for him right. when he comes back. It's not like, look at the comeback kid. It's not that at all. Yeah. I just think that in terms of, um, you know, I don't think it's one strike you're out forever type thing. One strike you're punished. Yeah. But do your time and then hopefully you learned your lessons. Mm-hmm. I do know that his brother also, I don't know, but I, I think I heard that his brother also popped positive, which mm-hmm. doesn't bode well for the, the family. Yeah. What's yeah, your take would, on that? Um, I, so I, I, I can see both sides. I, I like what you're saying. I think you're right. I mean, I think, I think if you create rules, then it doesn't make sense to ignore those rules just because maybe you don't like it. Um, I would say again, my argument against would be for a sport that is still looking to establish real credibility outside of the bubble that it's already create that that it's already established credibility in, and at the same time being a sport that consistently when when you're when you are outside that bubble is looked at as well. Clearly, they're all on steroids. Men, women, teams doesn't matter. They're all clearly on steroids. You've got to be really, really, really strict on not giving um, ammunition to that kind of criticism while you're still at the same time trying to establish it as a sport on the level of whatever, uh, rugby, basketball, baseball, fill in the blank. So I think baseball. Don't say that's true, actually. Um, but baseball can get rid of the, can 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 not get away with it, but they they got away with it because they were already established in in a way that yeah. certainly the CrossFit Games aren't. So I, that would be my kind of against is just thinking about it as a brand and as a um, um, where where it is. I think in the trajectory of where they're trying to get to. 
for four, in, in addition to kind of what you said, I think one thing that the games is missing and it sort of sounds silly, but is bad guys is people to root against. Mm. Um, like you know more than you know them more than I do, but every single CrossFit Games athlete I've ever met has been like the most wonderful humans alive, <laughs> and that's fun and that's fine. But again, thinking about it as a as a bigger sport and thinking about it as a sport, it's fun to be a Red Sox fan and to root against the Yankees. Sometimes rooting against the Yankees is as much fun as rooting for the Red Sox. And so, if yeah. you've got somebody like a Ricky Gerard. Yeah, it'd be nice if like Cody Anderson to to bring him. Like, it'd be great to see Cody Anderson beat him because Cody Anderson's such a nice guy, right? Yeah. And so the, it brings a different kind of dynamic to the sport that I think is missing entirely. So that Dave Castro doesn't have to be the only bad guy. Yeah, I mean, at at this point, we're all just tired of being angry at Dave Castro. So yeah, we need somebody else. <laughs> I think I think that would be nice. I think that I, I like that part. Yeah, yeah. so let's so recruit some some dinks and yeah. bring him in. Yeah. Some dinks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Next question. What is wrong, but sounds right? All right. I'll You're, let you take this oh, you want first. Me to go first. All right. So I've got yeah. two things that popped to mind and they're both maybe more semantic than anything, but the, the, the first thing is the term, they're both terms, but the first ter- one is the term self-help. I've never really understood that. Right. So if I read a book that's in the self-help category, I'm no longer helping myself. I'm being helped by the individual who wrote that book. And he's being helped by every single person who's influenced mm. him, who's taught him, every book that he read. Mm. And so by by saying it's self-help, it makes it this kind of independent th- pursuit when it's a completely interdependent pursuit. And I think calling it self-help limits or narrows what it actually is and what – what that pursuit actually is when done well is something you do alongside or with or under the guidance or the tutelage of somebody else. And so I don't think it's self-help. I don't think that's possible. If, if we could help ourselves, we would just sit in a room and we'd be better. I just <laughs> don't particularly see that. So that's the first thing. And then the second is the term. So, self- so-, so if by that definition, that's what like meditation is. Meditation might be self-help. Sure. Yep. I mean, that's as long, probably, it's not a, as long as it's not a guided meditation. Yep. And that's probably, but even that, like when I think about trans, you know, transcendental meditation, most people, when they learn that they're taught that, and they're taught that from a lineage of teachers. Oh, right. <laughs> and, so you're you probably, know what I mean? Yeah, it's probably hard to, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the so first it's thing. An oxy, then, it's an oxymoron essentially. To a degree. Yeah. And then the second one is similar is, is the term side hustle, which I think maybe I just don't like because and I've made this joke before, like my entire life is like a series of side hustles. And I don't know how many side hustles you can have until you have, until it's a whole hustle. But the <laughs> idea of side hustles make, make it feel like I have a job and then I do other things. But to me, that's like, I have a family and I do other things. It's like, no, you're a single human being. You have uh, a whole host of things that all individually and collectively make you who you are. It's not a side. It's, it can't be the side of something. It's part of you. And when you say it's a side hustle, you sort of make it less important as it relates to your own identity. And you don't, that's not what you want. You want to start a, high, a side hustle so that it is more of your identity. And so again, both of those are just kind of semantics things, things that we call, th- call, you know, call things that I don't think are, are accurate or, or appropriate. I feel like the question could have been like pet peeves. You, you got a little venting yep. session. Those are a little pet peeves. That was, peeves. Not, that was yep. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell. <laughs> what about All you? Right, What's I'll wrong go. but sounds right? 
I'll go with one that's <laughs> one of my members. So people on this podcast have probably heard me say this and they're probably like, stop saying that. <laughs> and he called me out and I never, I never knew I said it. Um, one of your members called you out? Yeah. Irregardless. Okay. irregardless. Irregardless is not the word. It's, there is not a word that's irregardless, although it is in the dictionary now, but it's just regardless. That's funny. And I, I didn't even, I was like, when he was telling me I was saying that, I was like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I would never say that word. And then in the next sentence, talking to, or I should say, in the next conversation I had with somebody, it, it, I formed, my lips started to formulate the word. And I was like, oh my God. So, yep. thank you. That's good. I love thank that. Thank you, Chief, for calling me out on that. That's uh, a good one. Chief. Good old Chief. Yes. Okay. And okay. then uh, I'll, I'll go with one more, which is like, what's wrong? The question is what wrong, but sounds what's right. What's wrong, right? but sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything in the health foods, like health, like anything like, so I could go on, we could go on and on about nutrition, just kind of like saturated fat, like, yep. like all these... Keto is good for CrossFitters. Like there's so many things in <laughs> yeah. in those categories. But like fat-free is healthy. Like sugar-free is healthy. Gluten-free is healthy. Like yep. any – like that's the – again, maybe we're talking – that's like a little venting yeah, session venting. as well. Like it's a pet, <laughs> that's a pet – that's like – that can get people into a pet peeve. Like yep. – yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a good way to ask somebody what their pet peeve is. With right, yeah, yeah, without, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, if you had to be haunted by a ghost for the rest of your life, but could choose which dead person the ghost would be, who would you choose? I'll let you go first on this one. All right, so this is, to- to- uh, my answer is totally because of a book I'm reading, um, which actually you'd really like if you haven't read it. It's by um, Dor- Doris uh, Kearns Goodwin, I think her, her name is. Um, she's a historian. And the book is called Leadership in Turbulent Times. It's a it's a kind of a mm-hmm. study of Abe Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, and Lyndon Johnson, and kind of tracks their uh, progression as leaders through the the particular challenges that they faced at you know throughout their lives. And so the the, the answer that pops in, so I say that the, the answer that pops in my mind is like I would love to have somebody like Teddy Roosevelt hot. Yes. And the reason is really specific because I think yes the the uh, the advantage of of having a ghost haunt you is to have the influence of somebody perpetually there to remind you of who you want to become. And so when I think about somebody like Teddy Roosevelt, he's, he was sort of this, this kind of like boundless energy, always moving forward, always looking for better, always trying to do more. And to have him kind of on my shoulder, Mm. reminding me of what else I could do, how else, you know, how else I could behave, how, what, you know, where else I could move myself. I think something like that would be really, I mean, not, maybe not fun, but kind of interesting and, and useful. Yeah. I love that. That answer, I, I, I might steal that answer because I didn't realize he was full of energy and boundless. I yeah. realized he was a badass and all the rest. Yep. Um, and my answer is a little bit, sim- so, all right, when I first heard the question, the, I don't know why, but this is not my answer, but the first thing that popped in my head was Bruno Mars. <laughs> like, just imagine having that soundtrack and that hype man next to you the whole time. Like, you would just be like walking to every room like, let's go. Woo. You know, but that's not my answer. Um, you, could just, you just, you know, put your iPhone on and just. Uh, I would have like, yeah, I'd be going to come into these podcasts where you do like thick gold rimmed sunglasses. Um, all right. But really, my answer is a lot closer to yours. And I actually like yours a lot. Um, and mine's only because it's uh, a historical figure I've started to dig into a little bit, which is Nelson Mandela. 
Mm. Um, yep. First off, he has a South African accent, so it'd be just kind of cool to hear him on your shoulder all the time, like yep. talking that way. But very similar to yours, this leader that is so committed to his principles. Yep. And I would just love somebody on my shoulder all the time going like, commit to your principles, commit to your, like, this is, you're deviating away. Like there's, it's basically like having another, everyone's got the good angel and the devil and like yep. the, 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 the higher level you and the lower level you. It's like having another higher level you. Um, I've been reading Nelson Mandela's Long Walk to Freedom. And when I said, I probably have said this in like three or four podcasts because the book is like 800 pages. <laughs> um, but it's just like his commitment to his principles. Yeah is so freaking inspiring and it really i like it it really i mean it's it's super humbling because i'm nowhere near as badass as he is um you know it's like people like him and uh stockdale and these people Mm -hmm. that just like no um that just like go through voluntarily go through um suffering just to prove their commitment to their principles. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yep. Agreed. I'm going to dig in more into Teddy though. Cause I like yeah. your Teddy answer. Yep. Um, it is a good book. It's a, it's, it's a, it's actually, it's funny. I'm reading it at the same time that, uh, or like a week after what's the we book? talked, what's, what's it's it called? called leadership in turbulent times. Oh, so I thought it was a Teddy Roosevelt. So I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, you, yeah. 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 But yeah. what's interesting leadership. is I'm reading it with our conversation with Greg Everett in mind. So he wrote a book. That was on such a good be- conversation. Yeah, becoming tough, and th- yep. they're really interesting parallels, just as books in one, but as kind of two parts of the same conversation. Where Greg's book is all about maybe the mechanics of it and breaking it down, and 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 this uh, this other book, Leadership in Turbulent Times, is that in action, that in Love example, it. that in story, um, and so they actually they're they're a really nice parallel to kind of have in your head at the same time. Next one. Very, very serious question. Which of the seven dwarfs is most like you? And I'll, I'll remind us who the seven dwarfs are because I have to look it up. Grumpy, dopey, doc, happy, bashful, sneezy, and sleepy. I'll let you go first. Bashful. Yeah? If, besides, like, if I'm not talking about five factors of fitness of some <laughs> sense or pursuing yep. excellence or yep. business or health um, – and I'm, in, and I'm in a social environment, social situation. Like I'm probably not volunteering my voice. Yep. Um, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm bashful. I was extremely introverted, um, mostly through middle school and particularly high school. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, my answer is the same, except I'm off. Is that often. so weird that we, we host a podcast together? Well, no, cause it's, it's just you and I talking. So it's easy. Oh, um, and we talk about exactly. We talk about the stuff we want to talk yeah. about. We're stacking the deck. Yeah, totally. My other answer, of course, would be sleepy though, because children. Oh yeah, Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young kids. But that's that's some days. That's temporary. temporary. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Next question. If you could go back in time and make little changes to your childhood, what is one thing you'd learn and master over the years so you'd be an expert at it today? Okay, you can go first. I, the thing that comes to mind here is I was a really crappy loser as a kid playing sports, coming up to play sports. And it wasn't just like, I didn't like to lose, which everybody doesn't like, but I, there was something about losing that, um, 
the, I, the example that pops into my mind is I was playing basketball. This was like grade school or something. It wasn't like high school level. It was, it was earlier than that. But I remember the game ending and we lost. And I somehow convinced myself that I was really upset because I didn't know the game was over. Like I thought maybe it was halftime or it was just like, which is silly. Cause like there's two halves in a basketball game and you don't, you don't have to be an idiot to realize you, well, we played two of them and now we're done. And I just remember throwing a fit. Um, and so I think when, you know, when I think mm. back of like, what, what would I, what would I maybe tweak or what could I have tweaked to, to maybe have helped me today? Maybe it was, um, whatever lessons, learning how to pull lessons out of losing or pulling lessons out of situations that don't go the way you want it to go so that you can make something of it. Because that's, I think a lot that's, of that's so shocking to me though, Pat, because that's not who you are now. And I feel like you have learned those lessons. Like yeah. you are calm, you are composed, you are yeah. not uh, conf- um, competitive in a self-destructive way. Like, yeah. I would say that's true now, but I would say that I, but you just through, wanted a different childhood because like, uh, maybe, but I think, I think it really hurt me in high school and into college. Mm, okay. And I think any, everything that you just said, which uh, I appreciate and, and to the degree that I can agree with it, I agree with it, but that was that stuff that to a large degree I've worked on with some amount of intention for 10 or 15 plus years. It wasn't maybe what I would yeah. consider natural. And I think thinking about childhood and, and, and that period of life, right before you kind of become a mid twenties, you kind of figure some things out. I think that whatever that was slowed me down quite a bit mm. in the, in the sense of like, we talk a lot about fixed and growth mindset in yeah, the yeah, sense of about. it probably made me really fixed in not trying things for fear of it not going well for fear of quote unquote losing whatever. And I think I probably lost a lot of opportunities to experiment, explore, try things, screw around, mess up because I really didn't want things to go in some less than positive way. Mm. I think that you, uh, yeah, you've grown up to be such a, such a (laughs) respectful young man though. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, what would I have learned? What I changed in my childhood so I could learn something to become an expert at it now? Yeah. Yep. Close enough. Um, <laughs> um, I would have learned learned how to speed read. Mm, great answer. Um, man, if I could go through a book in like a few hours, God, and retain everything, yep. it's like a superpower. Like yeah. that's just such a superpower. Yep. Um, that's an easy answer for me for that one. Yeah. I've taken, um, there's a guy named Jim Quick, which yeah, the, the name is impossibly um, perfect. But uh, he, he's, he, he, he wrote a book called Limitless, I think. I haven't read it. But I took a, like a, just an online course for, of his that, are, that was um, for speed reading. And it really, it does, it takes practice, but you can, like, it, it is helpful. It is for that reason alone, just like you get more, you know, proverbial hours in the day. Yeah. Um, um, the retention is the hard part, right? We've talked about that, that, that a lot. Um, all right, next question. Back to CrossFit. Would LeBron, Le, LeBron, LeBron James be competitive at the CrossFit Games? Where would he place? Um, I'm going to say LeBron James is one of the best athletes in the world. Like mm-hmm. the strength, power, coordination, speed, like 
holy crap. Um, he's a freak among freaks. Like he is incredible. He would also finish in dead last at the CrossFit Games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he would, be, it would honestly be last place. Um, if there was a um, event that had like um, some, some short running in it and some vertical jumping in it, um, or obviously shooting basketballs, <laughs> he would win potentially. Yeah. Um, everything else, be, just because of his sheer size, yeah. you can't compete in our sport at that size. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it doesn't work that way. Agreed. Um, yeah. I think that he could transfer to being a tight end or a wide receiver in in football. And maybe if he became a tight end, uh, a, a wide receiver in football, um, he may be one of the top two or three wide receivers in football if he mm. was to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think there's other sports that we naturally transition over to, but ours is not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. What would be your take? Yeah, I would completely agree. I, that's what I would say too is he would – not com- he would not be competitive at, at all yeah for for all the reasons that you said and it's, uh, it's just like it's the sheer so people are kind of listening it's like no you're wrong like no he would do great it's just like the lever arms you can't be competitive with your lever arms that long like yeah. if you're five foot eight doing handstand push-ups you're moving x distance every single rep he's moving 2x every single time he has to do twice the work yeah. as everybody else it just doesn't you can't do it it's not because he's not quote unquote a good athlete it's just the it's just the way the sport is set up yeah i'd also say that the, the where the, the evolution of the sport the there's so much skill involved now and skill that he wouldn't have any reason to have developed up to up till now um that sheer athleticism can't make yeah. up for um, yeah. certainly not all of it. I do. I it. did like last, was it last year, maybe two years ago, um, Hunter McIntyre, like the OCR yeah. Yeah. Spartan racing and obstacle course racing, like world champion came to the games. Um, and I, while he didn't do great, he held his own like, yep. and, but that sport translates fairly well over lots of endurance, multi-dimensional. Um, you got to have and he, endurance and speed. You got to be able to lift heavy things. And, um, and he did – he made the first cut um, for whatever – two years ago, so when they had the cuts. Um, but then I don't think he made it past the next one. So he and made he it through one workout he, nuts. He did train specifically for it for some period of time too. So it's yeah. not as if he, he yeah. you know, was doing OCR and then – Yeah, I'm kind of giving LeBron the benefit of the doubt. Like he would spend a year training for the games, like not just walking in. Like yep. that's unfair to anybody. Like That's true. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next question. What purchase of $100 or less has most positively affected your life in the last six months? And that's a, that's a Tim Ferriss question, just to give credit where credit is due. All right, you go. I will say two things. I'll I'll give two answers. The first is, um, I, uh, a couple months ago I bought a Fitbit. I think it's a Fitbit inspire. It's just like the simple tracker. It's not like a smartwatch. It's just a tracker. Um, and I would say the, the reason why it was most positively for a couple of reasons, one, it actually gave me the chance to, uh, track my sleep, which I had never done before track it in some, uh, mildly reasonable way other than just like, Oh, I kind of went to bed at nine and I sort of woke up at six. So that's really helpful just to get a gauge of that. Um, we've joked before my entire life is based on how much sleep I got, uh, at night. So that's helpful for me to know. But the other reason that it was really helpful is, um, sleep again, sleep related, but it has the ability to set um, silent alarms like on like it, it vibrates basically. And the reason honestly why that was helpful is because half the night I will end up finishing the night in my son's room bed and 
then sleep for as long as he sleeps for. And so I, I, I went, I really like being productive in the morning and I was finding I was sleeping till seven thirty or whatever. And I'd lose the the hour or whatever, when the, the house was quiet to get some work done. So having an alarm on my wrist meant I could get woken up no matter if I was in our, you know, my bed without waking up the baby without well, waking anybody up. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, so that's the first one, which I really like. And the second one is I just got it is a, a Kindle, which I, I usually, mm-hmm. I, I always prefer books, paper books, but, um, right now our youngest son is in the room with us still. And I couldn't read in bed because if I flick the light on, he wakes light. up. And right. so I was like, all right, let me just get a Kindle. Cool. Um, and the, the cool thing about this though, the, the Kindle and even just, just reading in, at night that I found is, um, it, with a good book, it get, it makes me want to get to bed earlier instead of mm. wasting 30 minutes on whatever Instagram right. and Netflix. I'm like, Oh no, I want to get to bed at nine so I can read for 20 minutes and then crash on time. And so having the Kindle, just having a book that I want to read there has, is actually uh, kind of a sleep hack as much as it is yeah. anything else. I love that. It's total hack. Yeah. Yep. Um, Q habit reward. Yeah. Like, love it. Yep. Um, all right. And so, um, so this is a real, this is a hard question. I honestly can't remember buying anything. I don't. I'm like an anti-consumer. I just don't buy anything. So I on um, the only thing I can remember buying in the last six months, honestly, anything <laughs> is books. Yeah. And I went to the supermarket once t- about ten days ago, and because <laughs> palmellos, you know what palmellos are. No. They're like humongous grapefruits. They're okay. awesome. They're so good. And I, they were on. Somebody texted me because they knew they, I liked them. And they're like, palmellos are on sale at the local. <laughs> so I went and bought. I went and bought ten palmellos. That's the only thing. Ice books and yep. palmellos is the only thing I can remember buying in the last six months. So really? I'll, I'll having said that, my family and my wife buys things. So yep. I'll, I'll kind of, um, we got. And I don't know if we bought it in the last whatever you said, whether six months or a six year. Months, but yeah. um, we got an air fryer. Oh yeah, we You're just we have we've had one for a while. We just tried it for the first time. Yeah, you just tried it. Yeah, we just like we just pulled it out of the box and tried Dude, it. Dude, put some like um, broccoli in it. Okay, it makes it like put some sweet potato fries in it. Yep. Um, it it'll change your life, bro. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah we tried sweet so potato good. fries, but that we have, so far we have two. <laughs> We honestly, we have two out on the counters at the same time because nice. that's, we cook everything in it now. Everything's cooked oh, in the air cool. fryer. Okay. I think actually we did chicken once too, and that was pretty good. It's really good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. See, look at that. You found some answers. All right. Next one. What did you think was cool then when you were young, but isn't cool now? Or maybe that you realize isn't cool now. <laughs> oh, um, and obviously you can define when then and young. Yeah. All right. So I'll go young and I'll go like, uh, college, mm-hmm. um, getting hammered. Hmm. Yeah. I used to, I used to get, I was a different person. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get like wrecked. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't drink socially. I would drink to like get drunk mm. and man, I, I hate that feeling so much now yeah. that I have nightmares about it. Um, it's it's um, it's honestly like I think it's the worst feeling you could possibly have is not have control of your mind or your body. Yeah, I hate it so much. So, um, and I used to think it was super cool. I used to love it back then. It used to be the thing. Like I used to, yep. I was a party guy. Um, so, 
Um, I didn't drink really all through high school. Um, and when I got to college, that changed a lot. Mm. I was basically making up for lost time. Yeah. Um, and then um, continued to do it socially, you know, through my 20s. 30s started to get out of it. In 40s, I, I barely, you know, I might have um, a glass of wine or two. Eh, I probably have like three or four glasses of wine a month now. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I never, what you said, like the, the idea of uh, losing control of, of mind and body, that was actually the thing that always prevented me from ever even starting to drink. Cause I saw, mm. I saw what that looked like sober. And I was like, I never want to be that Man, that's, person. That's kind of what happened. For, like you see it when you're young and you're like, yeah. They're so it's like loose inhibitions and they're fun and everyone's there so everyone's the same place, um, and but then you when you get older and you're more mature, you're like that is that looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. God, I, I, and that's what I think probably happened is as I started to get out of it a little bit, I saw people acting that way. It it just like threw me to the opposite end of the spectrum. Yep, yep, yeah. My answer is uh, just completely silly. But it's the first one that comes to mind, and right now it's the only one that comes to mind. There was a period, there was a period in high school when I really thought that silk shirts were just like <laughs> the jam. No, man, those are still in. Rock <laughs> and I, and I remember. Oh I remember my! God. You wore silk to, shirts in high school, God. or you wanted to be the kid that? No, wore no, silk I did. Shirts. I remember going to like Finley's oh, basement or something gosh. and making my mom buy like five of them or six of them, like with like. Oh boy. I don't even yes. think like, I don't even think it was something that I look back and I'm like, that wasn't cool. I think it was like two did weeks later. Did you wear it with, like, I was with like, jeans? Is that what, you, is that what the I imagine, was? Yeah. Or did you yeah, wear it with like so. jams? Remember those shorts? Like jams. No, I don't think, I, I don't think. Oh, I, jams I is like probably before your time. Maybe. No, they were probably with jeans. Um, but Whoa. yeah, so I didn't, I don't think it took me long to realize, like there wasn't a large gap between thinking it was cool and realizing it wasn't, but I probably had to wear them a few times before I realized that that was the case. <laughs> this has been the most eye-opening, enlightening, discovering. Uh, next, that's yes. right. Next question. What? I love this. Quickly. What, next question. Move on. Yeah. We're not talking about silk shirts anymore. What old person thing do you do? All right. You go first on this one. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what old person thing? I genuinely think most of the things I do are probably old person things to do. I would say go to bed early. Mm. I think that's yeah. the mo- that's the one that pops to mind the be- the most. Um, but you go, and maybe I'll think every of you, else. every question you pulled back into sleeping somehow. I'm, I'm not kidding, man. You are. It's. I think you about are it sleep a lot. deprived, my man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sleepy dwarf. I need my Fitbit to track it. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I wish I'm, I learned how to sleep better as a kid. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <clears throat> um, all right. One of the things I found, it, Heather's kind of called me on this, is like I start making grunting noises when I sit down and stand up. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> She'll be yep. like, I'll be like in the garage doing a workout, and I'll put the weights down, and she's like. And you grunt when you stand and walk away. Like you're done. What's what's that about? What's the grunting for? It's like I'm getting old. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yep. That's a good I, I go to bed early too though. That's Yeah. I love it though. 
All right, next one. What movie can you practically quote from start to finish? Uh, there's a few. I could do. I could do a handful of movies. Um, give me, but give us a I could probably do Dumb and Dumber, line mm. for line. Um, yeah, I, that's. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> I could do Braveheart, line I'll for line. It. Yep. Um, oh, what else? Uh, all right, you asked for one. I gave you two. What about you? Film school that, guy. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know that uh, I've I've a move though. Yours the, is the gonna one, be like Casa, Casablanca. Uh, no, uh, the one movie maybe would be Dead Poet Society. Have you ever seen that? Really? Movie? Yeah, I've seen it. I could. I've seen it once. I couldn't. I just know Rob Williams in yeah, it. Yeah, I probably watched. I've probably really? watched a ton. Yeah. Um, so that would be the movie. But the the one that is probably the most legitimate is a is a TV show, and it's The West Wing. I could probably mm. I could probably recite most episodes from that, mm. or, or at least chunks of mo- of every episode of that show. You know what? You know what other movie I could do like is um the '80s movie Better Off Dead. You ever seen that? John Cusack. I've probably seen it, but not enough yeah. to be able to remember it. It's not was not like a <laughs> a big one, so I'm not yeah. surprised you. Have, yeah, <laughs> but it's one of the ones that we owned. Like as a kid, we had the like. My my family was the last ones in the uh, like in the entire state to have Betamax. Do you remember Betamax? Yeah. You don't even know what Betamax is, do you? How old? No, are you I now? do. Yeah. Are you you're like thirty seven? How old are you? Uh, I'll be forty this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're there. You're in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had to drive two towns, at least a town away, to go to the Betamax rental place, and we had that on Betamax. And then all of a sudden we got what's the other one? Just VCR? Is it VCR? Yeah, VHS. Uh, VHS. VHS. Yep. Yeah. All right. What old person thing do you do? Talk about Betamax. Yeah. Uh, next question. Actually, this is funny. We've kind of already talked about this. What's one pet peeve you have that you wish you could get rid of because it hampers your ability to enjoy life? Uh, I, I wish it didn't piss me off as much as it does, but like when I'm in, um, like driving my car and I stop to let someone cross the street or let a car pull in yep. and I give the little wave and then they look at me and they just drive right past me without like giving a wave. Thank you. Yeah. That just, that pisses me off, man. It kind of wrecks but my, it, I don't know if it wrecks my day. I don't know if anything life. wrecks my day. Yeah. Um, but certainly makes me think like, how can we not be like, let's like the nice, like, thank you. Yeah. I, I, it kind of it irks me. Let's say that irks it's, you, yeah. It irks me at least for a minute or two. Yeah, that's definitely a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, mine is actually this conversation has made me kind of realize one, which is sleeping. Uh, no, sleeping. Sleeping is not a pet peeve. It's um, I always have a hard time, and I've had a hard time since high school being around people who are drinking any more than like uh, a glass of wine or, yeah. or beer with. Oh, I got one actually. I'll I'll, I'll flip mine. You're just is complainers. I can't be around yeah. people that are complaining. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. That's just like yeah. if someone's no. negative at all. And when you get into like our age and you're hanging out with other married couples, it's a lot of that. Yeah. Now, as you get even older, we hang around with – it's like people complain about their health and yeah. um, the doctor visits and all the other – and it's like um, – or, oh, you know, even over more is that is like politics. Like when people like you, – you have a, a, a someone on the right and someone on the left and they start going at it. It's like, yep. what are we doing here? Like <laughs> – Guys, this is ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, the, the, uh, the I agree on both of them with the complaining. Well, that's a great answer. That is yeah. that uh, that legitimately hampers the ability to at least enjoy the moment or the conversation or the environment that you're in. Yeah. Like I just, when that happens, if I don't remove myself, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. So that's more so than the waving thing. Yeah. The waving thing is petty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so my answer is, uh, drinking other people drinking and not being able to just like, just relax. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that, that, that I found, uh, over time is for sure true. The house, and this is the next question. The house is on fire. Everything valuable and everybody in it is safe and outside. You have one last dash to get in and grab something. What do you? Uh, what do you grab? And we can Wait, assume did that. It say, did it say everything in it that's valuable is safe? Yeah, like anything. So you have like, to. Oh, so you have to grab something that's not valuable. Yeah, I guess so. Like grab something that isn't like it wouldn't ruin your life if you didn't get it out. But like you have one. You've got to. You've got to. You've got to. You know. Okay. The, to grab something that is kind of a, a, a nice to have, but not a need to have. You want me to go? Go for it. Yep. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not sure that there's anything. <laughs> Let it burn. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's something generally like irreplaceable. And nothing is coming to mind. Either irreplaceable or, you know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this, the, we played a couples game um, mm. a couple of weeks ago and this question came up mm. and I was supposed to answer and Heather's supposed to answer and you're supposed to see if you have the same answers. Yeah. And it wasn't anything. It didn't say the other prerequisites like kids are safe. All that stuff. It was like, what are you going to grab? Yep. And we're, and you get a point if we come up with the same answer. And I wrote down the kids mm-hmm. and she wrote down. Hardly. She actually chose one of the kids. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. what is, what are you? She, she's like, how did she, how did she like, explain wait. that? She's like, you would grab both kids? I'm like, yes, I would grab both kids. Two arms, you grab both kids. Like you grab the kids. You don't, cho- <laughs> you don't choose one. And even if you like her the best, don't say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, you're supposed to pick Har- Bodie and I'm supposed to get Harley. It's like, no, you can you get the uh, – but if it's all that stuff and if it's not val- – I would grab my computer just because yeah, – I don't know if the computer considers something valuable. Like, yeah, no. Which would be I, a pain in the butt to re- re- replace all that stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although everything's getting in the cloud now, so. Yeah. that's. Yeah. I think what we're getting to is like it doesn't matter if things burn, if everything, yeah. you know. Agreed. Yeah. Next one. Or actually the last one we've got. If you could choose the location of the 2023 CrossFit Games, where would you put it? And I don't know Aren't why you, I don't know why I picked the 2023 CrossFit Games, but that's the one. That's oh, the 2023. Oh, okay. Then yeah. uh, uh, CrossFit Games in the future. In, yeah, in your future. a future CrossFit Games. All right, why don't, don't you where, go first? I don't know. Maybe, I, don't, I mean, I, I could make some things up, but I think more interesting would be I would put it in a place and at a time that the weather was cold, if not very cold. Oh, whoa. I wouldn't, I think that that would be, I think that that's a massive, um, missing piece of testing somebody's grit and fitness and ability to persevere is yeah, all that stuff, but now it's 20 degrees and Mm. the wind is whipping and maybe it's snowing out and maybe you've got four layers of clothes on because that's just like, I just think that that would be an interesting test Mm. if we're really trying to look at this from uh, a broad time horizon of looking at fitness is so far we've tested a lot of, we've tested people who can perform well in, in the heat. 
Yeah. But what about the people who, who don't perform well in the heat? Maybe maybe the people who don't perform well in the cold. When that not that part of yeah. being the fittest on earth? So I think that would be, you know, so maybe put it somewhere where it's, you know, a, a ski resort kind of thing where you've got an mm-hmm. interesting terrain and do it at the time when there's maybe some snow on the ground. So you doubled it. You went place and place time. Place and time, yeah. Look at you. Extra bonus points for Patrick. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you kind of stole mine. I would say at a, at a ski resort. Yeah. I love the, the – the, um, and I would actually probably choose some place like, um, like British Columbia hmm. because you then have the ocean as well. Good call. And I, 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 you need water. I don't want a pool and I don't want even a lake. I want like the, the rough water. Yep. Um, I think that's something that, that is a part of it. Um, and so I love to, to your point to me, I want to use the terrain. That's why I loved going back to Aromas this past year. Yep. It's just unfeasible to have that with stand with fans. Um, there's not the infrastructure in place, but a place like British Columbia, which host, which has hosted the Olympics yeah. could certainly do that or Squaw Valley or, um, Montreal, you know, um, Europe, like wherever it might mm-hmm. be. The only thing I'm not psyched on too much about that, which I think British Columbia would actually be a good one, is I don't want elevation to be the mm. the 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 differentiator because yep. it's just such a massive advantage for people that live at elevation. Yep, agree. Um, otherwise, we'd have to then go there six weeks ahead of time to acclimatize and that's six weeks so it's away from my family. So, yeah. um, so <laughs> I'm going to say mountains at sea level, <laughs> near an ocean. With unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully Dave Castro is listening. He can make that happen. All right, my friend. That was another episode of Hopper Talk. Uh, folks out there listening, that's, it's kind of a new format. So let us know uh, what you think of it. And we'll keep doing them every now and then. Until next time, my friends, stay strong. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Chasing Excellence. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.